Why, hello there. If you don't already recognize my sultry voice, this is DJ Art of the High Score 510 Podcast. First of all, I would like to thank you for listening to our show. Second of all, I want to remind you with a shameless plug of our Patreon page. Join our growing community and help support an indie podcast. The perks of being a patron, you ask? Why, Jesus, we'll bless you. So go check out patreon.com backslash highscore510. And for the price of a tall pumpkin spice latte, you can help Captain P-Funk finally afford that Merlot broham he's been wanting ever since he saw it in the Great White Hype. Regardless of which, we appreciate your support and hope you enjoy the show. You are listening to Highscore510, where real talk is our vernacular. He didn't learn the game. It wasn't like he was in the pros when this happened. Like even Swaggy P. Imagine if he had Swaggy P there, right? Think about what he could have learned, the lessons he could have learned from Swaggy P, who's not a mature guy, but he's been through situations, you know, dealing with this culture. And he's like, hey, man, hey, hey, dude, let's talk, right? By then, it's too late. She she made her move when he was 18. He was at University of Kentucky. He gets drafted. Like, you I know, John Calipari. Uh, John Calipari should have kept her away like she was a Kardashian. Hopefully somebody gets him or get you know, get some get him some good representation, you know. So I can't say it. A good lawyer. So representation. Good lawyer. I know. Rep representation, Pedro. Representation. I can't say it. Never good when I'm when I'm when I'm correcting you. That's never good. This magic moment. Representation. Representation. That's too many that's too many syllables for my nigga vocabulary. Get him a good lawyer. All right, well, y'all ready to start the show? <laughs> oh, y'all didn't start? I was waiting for you, Pedro. I got a good yeah, soundbite for y'all. It was just us two. I was hoping I was coming in on the end of the show. No, we got, we got our Olympics uh, roundup that we got to do, so we're going to get into that. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You can also check us out on our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash highscore510. And we are doing a little giveaway for our faithful patrons uh, who have rode with us over the last eight, nine months. So we got a little uh, giveaway coming up. So uh, if you want part of our giveaway, be sure to check us out and sign up at our Patreon page at, once again, patreon.com backslash highscore510, and we'll hook you up with one of our swag packs. Anyways, we are here with... Uh, This is AG3, also known as Aaron Grayson, coming at you faster than uh, all them athletes on on that Japanese track. During the Olympics, I mean, what, what was up with that track and them shoes, man? You saw how many records got broken? Fools were coming in last breaking records. These records were standing for 45 years. I refuse to believe you like, oh, the odd an athlete. We train different. We do this. No, because they those times, their times were normal on every other track except their first time running on that track. They were breaking records in the prelims, which they weren't even running hard. I think it's the track and combined with shoes because they weren't breaking them any other time. They weren't breaking them at the Worlds. They weren't breaking them at the trials. But here they were smoking them and coming in fifth. So mm. that's how fast I'm coming at you. Here's the sound bite. How come you ain't never liked me? Liked you. 
who in the hell ever said, I got to like you? What law is there to say, I got to like you? Do you want to stand up in my face and ask me some damn fool ass question like that? Talk about liking somebody. Come here, boy, when I talk to you. Straighten up, goddammit. Ask your question. What law is there to say, I got to like you? None. All right, then. Don't you eat every day? Answer me when I talk to you. Don't you eat every day? Yeah. Nigga, as long as you live in my house, you put a sir on the end of it when you talk to me. Yes, sir. You eat every day. Yes, sir. Got a roof over your head. Yes, sir. And clothes on your back. Yes, sir. <laughs> now I'm saying that's that good old-fashioned hardcore never say I love you. I hope you have the Denzel Washington version of Fences during this part. James Earl was good. Don't get me wrong. But you got to watch Denzel Washington part of Fences on this part, Jared. You got to explain this, this, some, of the, some of the theatrics where you got to explain how much I provide to this family. And we are here with... Hey, damage controls. Everybody's favorite trucker, Captain P-Funk. Coming to you like them crackheads I seen this morning smoking crack on a bus stop, blowing smoke out towards the street. I thought they was I thought they was the actual bus is blowing so much smoke off some aluminum foil. <laughs> and here's the sound bite. I go out of here every morning and bust my butt putting up with them crackers all day long because I like you. You is the biggest fool I ever saw. It is my job. It is my responsibility. You understand that? A man got to take care of his family. You live in my house. You sleep your behind on my bedclothes. You put my food in your belly because you are my son. You are my flesh and blood, not because I like you. Now, I didn't give you everything I had to give you. I gave you your life. Your mama and me worked it out between us. And lacking your black ass was not a part of the bargain. And don't you try and go through life worried if somebody like you or not. Yeah, explain, explain that slave love to me, daddy. That's the same All speech I had home. to get Pedro when he was like, man, I'm your friend and you act like you don't like me. That's the same <laughs> speech I gave Pedro. That's the same, that's the same speech I, I gave Aaron. Like you. That's the same speech I gave Aaron when he was ordering that pickup truck. <laughs> you know what because i did bitch and i was like man do you not like me or something every time i try to get a car you always push me to something else <laughs> shout out to aaron's new pickup truck coming in uh something what, what are you getting that Aaron? one of these damn days who knows probably thanksgiving all right Aaron about to be one of them uh built ford tough negroes now <laughs> hopefully hopefully the truck is tougher than me i need the truck to be as tough as me and james earl jones in this come on all right and uh and my name is jared aka dj art two t's for a double dose of that tink tink the d is silent so it's just jart jim where does the black man stand today in relation to the black woman to the white woman and why in other words do do black men marry white women because of the nature of some black women today? Well, uh, uh, me sitting here, she's actually not uh, not Caucasian. She's a, she's a mongoloid, <laughs> and then she comes from the Magyar uh, strain, right? Uh, right. Mm -hmm. But she passes as white.
Where the hell you find that clip at, man? <laughs> James Earl Jones not gonna be able to go home tonight. <laughs> what year was that? That was sixty, uh, late sixties, early seventies. It has to be early. Oh well, late sixties has got to be. Well, the reason why I played that clip because it leads us into our question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. The Field of Dreams game happened this week between the Yankees and the White Sox. And it seemed to be a very popular event, um, whether it's nostalgia, whether it's the actual aesthetic of it, or whether it just brought baseball back to um, part of its hipster horcrux path, past. Um, and uh, I guess my question of the day is, is the Field of Dreams MLB game, uh, should it be done every year? And from what you saw this week, is it better than the NCAA basketball game on the aircraft carrier or the winter classic that the NHL does out in the outdoor frozen lake. I think it gives baseball something to market. You see what the um, tickets was going for. I think the face value was like 400 bucks. Um, and it was actually selling for 4,000. So <laughs> if it brings, if it brings money in cash, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, I don't care too much about baseball, but I guess it brings some type of nostalgia. I never watched Field of Dreams. I heard it was so boring. And then, you know me, I'm not going to stand to no movie that's going to put me to sleep. I'm not going to turn it <laughs> on. So if it's bringing revenue and it's bringing uh, money, I, I kind of like the outdoor stuff when they, when they do this special stuff. It's in America. It's, you keep it in Americana. Um, and not going overseas doing anything. Yeah, I say I say it's worth it. I thought it was great. I watched the game. Thought it was a great game. Thought it was uh, entertaining. Thought it had, for nostalgia's sake, it was great. It had six million viewers. Um, it was just one game. It was just one game. Yeah, you set it up for one game. I mean, for me, it's the same as like hockey doing the outdoors. But I, you know what? The one thing is baseball did this in conjunction with Fox, right? And the one thing I tell you, Fox can do. Fox can do a one-time event and make it sell. They did that with the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Remember how exciting that Super Bowl was? Not the one in Tampa Bay, that wasn't on Fox. The Kansas City versus the 49ers. That was an unbelievable presentation. That was an unbelievable week of presentations. And that Super Bowl presentation was hot. Then that's the one thing Fox can do. When they did the All-Star Weekend in, uh, All -Star weekend in, uh, in Miami that year with, uh, and having all the Latin dancers uh, making it, they know how to do presentations. And that's what that was about. That game was about presentation. It was about trying to bring more eyes and bring audience to baseball. It might not work with young people who didn't watch Field of Dreams, right? But it's also a thank you to your old viewers or maybe some of the fans they lost in the past that are like, you know, felt a touch with Field of Dreams. You know, for me, baseball is one of those things that, you know, I associate with, with my father, right? For going many years to Dodger Stadium, just me and him. I realized I've never gone to a game at Dodger Stadium without him. Even when I've gone with you, Jer. Baseball, where they need to grow and, and try to bring in more young audiences and change some things up, I agree with that too. But I agree they did know how to handle nostalgia very well. And Fox knows how to put a presentation together. Well, you know, they were also smart on top of that for bringing one of the blackest teams because, you know, black people saving baseball is a real thing. And they brought one of the blackest teams in baseball to come save the day with the White Sox. So they were smart. They knew they just put, put some Negroes on that field you know what I'm saying, put some Negroes on that cornfield and uh, have have Kevin Costner out there throwing out a pitch or something, doing something, and then you have James Earl Jones, you know, doing a monologue, you know what I'm saying, of some sort, and you got yourself, you know, Americana nostalgia. So 
um, you know, bringing that, bringing that back around, bringing the weight and the the history uh, or that kind of sentiment um, back into play, um, I think was mm-hmm. it was a good touch. You got to do that occasionally. Well, unlike they put the in the White Sox, so the White Sox was in the movie too. Oh, yeah, I know that, but unlike, well, <laughs> you know, but they got, they they they're like this is even better because now we can do it this year because we got a bunch of brothers on this team that gonna make it fun and interesting. You saw how many home runs was hit by brothers that game? Yeah, Aaron it was fun. Judge hit a home run. Jacaro he counted as a brother. Those fools hit uh, two each, didn't they? They hit two each. I don't remember. And then you got Eloy Jimenez and then Tim Anderson with the walk-off. And Tim Anderson did a little, did a little, uh, did a little icky shuffle doing a little uh, uh what is it? Did a little Wesley Snipes dance. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was Omar Omar Epps from uh Major League Two. He did some kind of move after he hit that home run, remind me of the Major League movies, but you know, he was doing his thing. So um they, they were smart about it. Unlike the A. Oh, no bad. Pedro, is that is that is uh-huh. that a funk metal is that a funk metal band from Chile? No, Pedro? I just sit up there and uh, <laughs> mess with my mess with my phone. No, uh, well, huh, well, quick thing on the A's though. Uh, actually, let me get Pedro. You get one of these real quick. Nigga, please. Uh, and listening back to our latest episode, our last episode, uh, Hot Sauce or Metal Band. Go ahead and check it out. It's a good show. Um, we are playing a game of this or that, where we are trying to determine. Is it a hot sauce or a metal band? And Pedro said he knew about a Chilean death metal band. And this, this nigga, it's one more time. <laughs> nigga, please. That's what he said he knew about. I heard about this. I heard about this. Well, uh, let's get into our uh, Olympic roundup. Our Olympic Ooh. roundup. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the weird. Of the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, which actually, apost- uh, asterisk, was the 2021 Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> so we're going to get into it. Um, what we want to do is we want to go over the good, the bad, and the weird of the Tokyo Olympics of 2021. good one of the good things from the tokyo olympics skateboarding i don't know if you all saw any of the skateboarding events but uh the freestyle Could, skateboarding. couldn't find it <laughs> <laughs> uh there the, the skateboarding in the olympics was actually quite engaging and quite uh, enthralling if you saw it uh which sounds like pedro was unable to find they had all these young skateboarders from the ages of like 12 and 13 up to like early mid 20s skating in open skate parks with different types of little ramps and little edges and jumps they could do and uh, when I watched it I was actually like really entertained because you know all they're wearing is a helmet oh shit this thing over here watching Bing Crosby was it no that's a car driving by that ain't watching shit oh shit he got the thumb (laughs) <laughs> that was a car <laughs> driving by. That, like, oh, wow. you, know, you know, when you live in a hood, people act like they 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 like to share their music with you. Like I can't play my own damn music. Just in case you didn't know what's a good song, I'll play it for you. Well, anyways, skateboarding this year was uh, super tight because you got all these different tricks that are being put in in sequential order. They hit one ramp, they they do a spin, a flip, or whatever. They do a trick, come down pick up new speed, hit another ramp, and they're just doing all these different jump spins and kick flips 
um, which when you're only wearing a helmet um, means a lot because if you fall and bust your shit, you fall and bust your shit on cement. So uh, that was one good thing I saw of this. Olympic skateboarding is definitely something to watch for the future. Did y'all see any of that? Well, the young people were all the females. The females. Oh, the, and there, I think like, there's a reason why. I think it has to do with genetics. Once you get like puberty, it's going to be a lot harder to try those tricks as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Depends on how busty you get and everything else and other things. But so that's why that was the young ones. The guys, the guys were a little older. They were like more in their 20s, right? Well, there was uh, like kinda, a 14 or 15 year old that was in there who was like, there was the a couple of young kids, guys. Yeah. There were yeah. a couple of young kids, but he didn't do well. The women, the, the young girls all did well. Um, I mean, the skateboard was cool. It was cool. It's better than X game skateboarding. I do admit, I do like that, how they did the park and all that. Uh, I, I was watching it with someone, Dave, uh, Dave Hewitt, who was a DH was this like, man, he was kind of upset because he felt like some of them looked like corporate skaters out of the men. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, I want the, po- I want the guys like these guys that are like posers, right? I want the guys mm-hmm. who like been skating their whole life. I mean, I thought it was cool. I was like, well, they wearing their AirPods while doing it, right? And it was weird because they're also sponsored by Nike. So they were wearing like these huge oversized polos, right? But it was true. I wanted some airwalks or something, right? I didn't want to mm-hmm. see them out there in some Jordans. Yeah. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Could you tell me what channel it was on? <laughs> uh, you know, one of the many NBC channels that didn't show anything. That showed it. It was, it was on NBC channel at one o'clock. And then it was again when, you was, when it said it was going to be three on three. <laughs> Or on NBC Sports. I heard they it, I heard might have been able to cut it on NBC Golf. I heard it was on CNBC where they have the, the city halls. I heard they yeah. had city hall on one screen, skateboarding on the other. They might as well. They might as well. There was uh, a, the dude from uh, Australia who also had dual citizenship in the United States, but he uh, skated for Australia. I think he's the one who won gold in the men's. I think he was a teenager, but uh, he did okay. some wild shit. Keegan Palmer. He's 18. He's 18 year old. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The youngers were like the the twelve year old. That one that was she eleven or twelve or something. I think she eleven. Uh, what was her name? The American that's eleven. She's like half Asian. She looked like she was ten. Still looked older than that Chinese diver. Oh yeah, the Chinese, Chinese diver, diver that was kept like getting tens. She was fucking crazy. She was super tight. She said uh, she broke the record for like the greatest score in Olympics by like thirty or forty points. Like <laughs> like a lot of points. She put up numbers she had that nobody. Two, did she have two or three perfect tens? Yeah, that has to be a good, Derek. That has to be one of the goods. Yeah, shout out, shout out to our Olympic divers. Shout out to my Chinese brethren and sisterin for this. Here's a clip of uh, the the kid who here's won some Pedro could finally see it. Yeah, yeah, I'll show you. Here, I'll show you some oversized Nike jerseys, dude. Watch this. In this park, yeah, this shit was just fun to watch. It see, they, Ten it's an open park where they can be creative and find you Look know at the find style. and put together combinations. Oh, that backside tail slide yeah, this was one was just much better. See, the first event was to have them That's do the actual tricks. They all have to do the same with the, trick or rail grind, right? Wow. That one was okay. Good. That one was kind of boring. And it's a 9404. Keegan Palmer of Australia vaults himself into first. But the yeah, this he outscored one was much the guy better. that was a, yeah he outscored a lot of people by a lot. But yeah, he's just doing some wild shit. Okay. And what channel was that on? <laughs> it was on NBC Deportes. <laughs> Marathon running. Marathon running is actually a competitive sport. Not only are you running against your heart rate and your fatigue, you are also running against other people's hydration. Uh, French marathon runner Morhad 
uh, Amduni was seen knocking over an, an entire row of water at a water station before grabbing the very last bottle and continuing to, continuing to run. Here's a quick video of it. So this is a water station. There's plenty of them. So this is a water station. There's plenty of them. <laughs> he grabbed that last bottle. And you know, did you hear his excuse about it? He couldn't focus because he was so tired. He couldn't focus. He was trying to lean and, and all this, and it was hard, and it was slipping. They were slipping. Man, he came for um, every excuse. I brother, he said, hell yeah, I knocked him over. I'm trying to, hell yeah, I'm trying to win this. Uh, yeah, he was so tired. He was so tired, he actually had to, he had to focus to grab the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy, dude. It, 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 you know something's wrong when Pierce Morgan is calling you the biggest dick at the Olympics. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I actually watched like the last, I would say probably 15 minutes of the marathon uh, mm. for the guy who won the gold. It was actually kind of, man, that dude had some, it was a Kenyan dude. And then it was just like, uh, it was the next two dudes I think were European, but they were both African, African European. <laughs> And it was funny because there was like another guy in the mix and one of the African like Dutch dude kept trying to wave to the up to, to like the Ethiopian guy to catch up. He's like, come on, man, come on, get up here with us. Cause he started falling off. And he was like, get up here with us, get up here with us, come on. And then it became this mass sprint for the second and third place. And it was crazy. And I was like, that was actually a good race. Not to watch the whole thing, of course. But yeah. Yeah. No, they they talk about that moment at the end. I guess he didn't understand. Where he was at on the track, he lost focus. He didn't know where he's at on the track. In the course, he's probably dehydrated. He yeah, know what. <laughs> yeah, he probably was dehydrated. Thanks that one dude. up by another country. That was actually it was actually pretty awesome. Was good. It was good to life. see a little gamesmanship going on in the marathon. Um, unlike you know, you know, years past where you you always see the you hear about every once in a while somebody cheats and tries to sneak in a shortcut. They miss mm-hmm. a checkpoint and they get caught later on, or. You know, you know, somebody might bump into somebody, but it always seems like that's just fatigue. I finally saw somebody using some real gamesmanship to just knock over all the water for anybody that was behind him, directly behind him, to be able to grab water at that station. Although they claimed there was a water station just a couple more, you know, meters ahead um, from the camera shot that they other guys could have grabbed water. But I think marathon running should have like, you know, there should be like an open section where you can actually like you know, throw a banana peel down or like, you know, no, 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 (laughs) no banana peel, especially with who normally wins the marathons. No, Jared, no banana peels. Uh, (laughs) There's other events that they need to do shit like this in. And that's those boring ass events like cycling, cycling. They need to throw bananas. They need to, uh, they, there's nobody black in cycling, so they can throw bananas there. Uh, <laughs> throw some oranges. You, all right, go ahead and just throw some tofu. You want to be racist, throw some tofu. Throw what, some if they, what if they gave, them, they gave them pool noodles? Like in a certain portion of the race, you can use your pool noodles to try and distract them. You know what? I'd and, rather and, they just, someone just rub, run a big old rubber band line across or a tire across the damn track. Throw tires on the track in different places, so they got to make lefts and shit like that that shit got dull man i don't know maybe if you're a cyclist explain to me how that's exciting especially the one where they're going to just time trialing with the other team on it but you're never you're never going to catch them it's just like towel this someone needs to explain to me some shit like that the best part of that was when they crashed that's some boring shit cycling (laughs) usa men's basketball found their mojo got their shit together and won the gold against france who beat them 
in the first uh, in pool play. You know how people keep saying the world is catch up, right? The world is caught up. The last the last three MVP trophies have been won by uh, a European player. The all, the finals MVP was a European player. Luka Doncic. The world is caught up as far as having some good players, but I mean, in the end, but like each one of these teams still only got one, two, or three NBA players, right? In the USA, they're all our NBA players. So it ain't really caught up. This was not a great NBA team that went. You could put together two teams of guys that didn't go, that'll probably beat these in, the, the team that was in the USA Olympics. So yeah. you oh, you could definitely put together a starting five that could come that could beat that the starting five of this Olympic team, probably. I think you put together a whole team, two of them. I think you put together two of them. I think you could put, and they ain't even gotta load them up. You could put uh, Steph on one, LeBron on the other, AD on one. I mean, you could really put together Kyrie on one, James Harden Kawhi. on one, Westbrook on one, Kawhi, Paul. Drew. You could put together two different teams of players that did not go that would be both that beat the brakes out of that Olympic team. This is one of the worst Olympic teams we had, but we should still win it. I mean, and it wasn't a blowout. You know, I think they've gone away from what what they used to do. So, okay, so uh, this is my thing, and I'll, I'll try to be quick. I'll try not to take too much time. Okay, after the Dream Team, the Dream Team was a 92, right? Greatest team ever, <laughs> should be only one Dream Team. I'll be honest, the next year, I think the next year was probably the next Olympics, the one in 96 was probably the USA Olympics' best team. The Dream Team is the best team ever assembled, but this was the best Olympic team yet the next year. The 96 team, the one they call Dream Team 2, I think is disrespectful to give them that name, but they probably the greatest USA Olympic team. Now the world has gotten to the point where they're competitive and they're not mm-hmm. taking autograph stuff like that. And look at how they destroyed everybody. And the thing is, that team was in its prime. That's the Elijah Juan, Shaq, Joe Dumar. That team was dope. That, that's probably the best team ever, right? The problem is we had to fall off with the Allen Iverson and all those who, who, uh, dudes that thought they could just go in there and win by name. And then not only do we not win gold, they lose at the FIBA world too. They, they didn't finish with the medal or anything in that. So we got all bad. So then that's when Jerry Colangelo came in and he was supposed to be the one that picked the team, right? And they're supposed to pick a team that could compete in the Olympics. That was the whole point. And so for the next years, you saw, you saw people like Shane Battier on Olympic teams. You saw well, they they Draymond Green. Yeah, you saw them balancing out, building a team that will compete and win in the world, right? But then, I'm going to be honest, the last few teams has gone away from that. The last few teams, they picked guys who play their game pretty well and play the NBA game well, but not the Olympic team. This team was full of guys that played the NBA game well. I mean, that's why Drew Holiday played well. And don't forget, Drew Holiday was initially on the team. They added him later. He, they added him during the finals. Drew Holiday bought that whole Olympics. Devin Booker actually played well that Olympics. This is the problem. People like Dame Lillard does, is not an Olympic-style player. He has to have the ball to create and get his own shot. He's not a creator for anyone else. He can make plays and get people the ball, you know, especially when teams double them. But the problem is that's not the Olympic game. What I learned was more about how the NBA game has changed so much compared to the world game. Nobody in the world plays basketball like the NBA no more. And I'm not talking about the the ability and how great they are. I'm talking about the rules, right? The rules. The NBA game is too star-centered now. That's what this, 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 this Olympic basketball told me. It's too star-centered where these guys are looking for fouls that aren't fouls, right? That, that it, like the game outside of the NBA is a little rougher. It's a little more like we're not, there is no star power. It's a little more movement without the ball. It's all these things that the USA team, that the NBA game has moved away from. It's not three-point heavy. 
right? That's the reason why you saw people dominating like Evan Fournier, like like Luca without hitting threes. Patty Mills had a 40-point game, right? Without shooting threes. The game is a lot more movement. It's not as dominant. You can still get 40 and have an individual game, but it's not you holding the ball, ISO. It's no ISO ball. Damon Lillard did not look good this whole Olympics, right? Because it's not ISO ball. It's not that. You can't go one-on-one and have a ref bail you out or, or, or have a defense that can't put a little contact on you and a little body and a little hand on you. It's a different game. So that's what I learned about the game. And I'll be honest, I wish the NBA would look, do what soccer did. UEFA and all them saw, you know, they had some changes in the Euros this year, right? Some changes with how the rules was, how the offsides was called, how the, how, you know, like all the ticky-tack and the flopping was. They changed the game. And even in one week of the, one weekend in Premier League, you see the difference in that change to get back to like a normal game and not flopping and all this other stuff. And I wish NBA does the same thing. I know they, they want to sell their stars, but the problem is it's created this soft-ass game, Right. That's very superstar dominant and a lot of complaining and a lot of whining, which you didn't see in this Olympics, not after a while, because it didn't work. But I would say that, you know, this team, you know, had, uh, they didn't have the stars. They had some role players. They had the JaVale McGee, the Draymond Green. They had the Keldon Johnson, the Drew Holiday. The only role player they had was Draymond Green. They added the rest later after people started falling out for COVID. COVID. For COVID, they, they did not send the role players there in the beginning. They sent the, they wanted an NBA team that could spread. They thought they could play like they do in the NBA. We could spread the floor, isolate, create space, and shoot. And that's not it. And I'll be honest, you got to go in the, in, the, in the pros, and you got to coach. Look at those other teams. They did slip screens. They did backdoor cuts. It was moving away from the ball. The NBA tried to yeah. play the NBA game where we're just going to spread the floor. We're going to pick on the ball. And, and, and we're gonna and we're gonna see how the defense adjusts and the shit. They teams actually, you know what? The, the the world game allow you to play how you're supposed to play pick and roll defense, and that's why the shit didn't work as well. You're supposed to allow them to be able to jump it, to be able to have a little contact. And the NBA game doesn't do that. It's too predicated on the stars, and they change the rules to make the stars even look better. Don't do that, man. Make the game better by making it be the game. Well, let's get into some bad, some bad. The bad Olympic sport walking. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, yeah. They need to get rid of that shit in the middle of doing it. <laughs> just cancel that out. Cancel that out. As soon as it's starting, you watch that, cancel that out, man. And that, that's another to show that whole thing on NBC. They showed the whole thing. And they were playing the whole motherfucking They showed them walking loops around whatever bullshit-ass track, trying to break down the technique. These motherfuckers, I said, these people are going to have bad hips. And the sides of their feet are going to be, you know, calloused up like a motherfucker. They walk on the side of their feet. Talking about, man, you know, these walkers, these walkers doing the right thing. And then they littering all over the goddamn place. Look at how yeah, they lay. Look yeah. at I didn't understand mm-hmm. that. Now, I saw the marathon. You'll see a couple marathon runners had, like, their teammates or someone that was from their coaches give them a water bottle at certain parts so they weren't taking the water off the, the cups. I was tripping out during the walking because they kept getting water bottles and throwing them all over the place. I'm like, you're walking for Christ's sake. You're the only people that could probably walk to the trash can in the middle of the game and put it up. 
<laughs> yeah. And the other thing I was like, they just 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 nasty, no ass having people. I'm like, there's like negative booty in sport walking. <laughs> I was watching the women's one, and you know, like so I was like, oh, she kind of pretty in the face, and they show from the backside. I'm like, there's negative booty over here. I was like, what is going on? You over athlete, there looking, but you ain't got no ass. She over there looking like Allison Morgan pre-baby. <laughs> please don't please don't yeah. cancel me after that comment. Uh, yeah, it, it was just <laughs> crazy, you know. Goddamn crows. The goddamn crows is a feast for crows out there. They probably thought the people <laughs> were dead. And then here's the crazy part about the sports walker, Jerry. I was watching the men's one. One of the dudes was running, dude. I'm like, this fool yeah. is running. He ain't walking. That's a yeah. run, dude. Man, it looked like, like all of them jogging right now. <laughs> they jogging right there. That don't even look like when the sport first came out because it looked like walking when it first came out. These fools are running. Come on. Dude, that fool on the right is running. <laughs> <laughs> fool on the right is just smooth uh, jogging. They gonna have bad. Uh, I, I heard the rule for sport walking is there always has to be one foot on the ground. One foot on the ground, yes. So like, but some people were definitely like not one foot on the ground at all times. So I was like, this is some of these people are cheating. They had they had judges who would get give you a yellow card apparently, and you know, so you get a warning. And if you got two warnings on the third warning, you'd have to basically go in the penalty box for like up to two minutes, which I'm like, they ain't catching mm. up to nobody. They literally walk. <laughs> they like, would catch up because they start running. <laughs> they start running it, but then they get back in the penalty box. I'm like, this sport is fucked up, bro. This is a dumbass. And then how do you see when one person's running in the middle of a pack of everyone walking next to each other versus somebody who might be doing the same thing on the other side? How do you judge that somebody is doing running versus walking? Yeah, that's a bad sport. It was a terrible sport. I don't understand how they got that to be a sport. Like you talk about baseball being canceled, sport walking needed to be canceled. And the way they kept talking about people, I'm like, they talk about they, they like the walkers. I'm like, you talking about zombies? That's what they sound like. It sound like they was talking about zombies. The walkers, they walking you know? faster than the zombies. They were walking faster. Oh, Paul's right there. That's that four hundred sitting in the office. Oh my girl, Alice uh, in Phoenix. Yeah, but sport walking terrible. Yeah, they was moving faster than the zombies in World War Z. That's a little faster Robocop at that Robocop arcade game. Exactly. <laughs> I wish Robocop moved that fast. I would have lost so many quarters. <laughs> uh, you make me want to go. I'm going to open up the arcade and play that now, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how hard it was to control Robocop in that game. Man, it was hard. USA track and field, primarily the men's 4 by 100 team. Here's a clip of what happened. The USA team did everything wrong in the men's relay. Passing systems wrong, athletes running the wrong legs, and it was clear that there was no leadership. It was a total embarrassment, completely unacceptable for a USA team to look worse than the AAU kids I saw. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Carl Lewis. He all he had to say, man, is like they 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 ran like I sung the national anthem. Oh, 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 say can you see by the dawn's early light what's so proud? Twilight last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight for the rampart we watch with so gallantly. 
Him to do was call them the N word. That was the only thing left. He would, you know, he wanted to say. He probably said it at home with whoever was in the room with him watching that. He probably called him the N word. You know, he wanted to. That was the only thing left for him to say. They were all niggas. The sad part is that he always a little critical of the men. He said it was already an embarrassment even before the relay. So you yeah. know that was that was well, embarrassing. My thing, my thing is the dude who ran the ankle leg. Was in third place before he got tracked down by three other people. <laughs> he got tracked down by countries that don't even run. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that that that's what's bad. They, they like, still they managed Joe to Boo? get to third place. They got Joe running the anchor, bro. <laughs> exactly. Running in mud. <laughs> like he like Carl Lewis said, the wrong people running the wrong legs. He, he they did nothing right. No leadership, no passing system. Their idea of passing is wrong because it used to be you pass to the left hand, right? right. Uh, or you if you if the person was running with the right hand they stick in the left and that's already figured out before you get on that damn track there they look like they trying to do some system it, it didn't look he's right their past system they use and they were talking about that how they worked and they got their systems down and all that they looked mm-hmm. awful you know what they looked there you got to find that was it the chinese team or the japanese team that did that relay <laughs> that's what they look like dude. <laughs> <laughs> was that a Japanese or Chinese team? I'm not trying to be racist about that. I just can't remember. It was a track and field event where they just couldn't hand it off. I think it was the women's Chinese women's team. That's what it was. Because you could tell Hold they on. were stressed out. Like, we can't go back home if we don't get this shit right. Hold on, let's see. <laughs> I think it's right here. I got I got the video up right now. Let's see. They they still, according to Carl Lewis, they did better than the men's USA team. <laughs> according to Carl Lewis. He <laughs> called them an AU team, Jerry. He said they kids. They're worse than kids. Uh, another, another, another fail that was a, a, a Hall of Fame uh, failure in the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> the Filipino diving team. Why is there a Filipino <laughs> this, diving team? This is always. Funny. I didn't even see this. Dude, Why is there? Didn't, didn't the SNL do a skit about this a long time ago? Come on, man! I already know it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it looked like it was a split. No, no, look, look, right, right, right here. Bam. He splashes everybody in the front row. Look, right here. (laughs) Why did he try to tuck the legs? Like he actually left right. He tried to tuck the legs. Why is he tucking the legs? He doesn't have the skills. Come on, man. They give him a high five. Now, we saw one of them 30 meters up, three stories up, diving off a board, getting perfect tins with no splash. <sighs> they he had no splash. splash. They called him the Splash this. Brothers. 
<laughs> he went at me first. Come on. And he's trying to tuck. No. See, this is the problem. You know what the problem is, Pedro? They keep allowing, oh, like, they're trying to get everyone in and, and representation in, right? And they're allowing places. <laughs> dude, he had two splashes on that, dude. It's flashed twice. Watch. Watch, there's two splashes on this. The initial splash, and then there's oh, another man. splash. Look, and then watch. <laughs> Boom, another explosion up. <laughs> man, yeah. why are you giving people high fives? <laughs> You guys just want to watch Olympic fails? Not really. <laughs> There's a woman's titty the popped out oh, in the water polo no. game. No, no, no. Oh, wow. No. The one the one where the dude, I mean, it was sad, but the dude, I think from Greece, he was doing a long jump and his oh, knee no. gave out. No, no. You know what it was, Pedro? It was his Achilles tendon popped. Oh, I thought it was his knee. Because, you know, because he sat there. Remember, he sat in the sand, right? Yeah. And you, first, and the announcers, here's the sad part, Jared. The announcers had no idea. And I, as soon as he did it, I said, oh, shit, he stepped his Achilles. The weird. The weird. Volleyball, women's beach volleyball, and uh, hardcore volleyball. In between each and every play, it seems like they're going to a cheer convention. It's not, not some type of high five. And I thought that kind too. Kind of motherfucking huddling up and talking about something, no, it's and a hug. And kissing each other. I'm like, this game could be over in an hour, but these motherfuckers spend about 15 seconds every, in between each point each doing the point, same motherfucking up, thing. Yeah. Each point they do is I don't know why it's in the culture of the sport. I guess they do. I thought that. so. I, I try to watch as much volleyball as I can, not men's, uh, but women's for particular more than one reason. I, I also <laughs> like it. I like it. You know, let women's volleyball, whether it's beach or indoor, be an example for the WNBA. Their net is not as high as the men's net. You can't tell. You can't guess what? We can't tell that it's not the same height. But guess what they're doing? They're flying all over the fucking court. They got ups. Why? Because it's not as tall as the men's net. If they play at the men's net, no one will be able to spike the fucking ball, right? But they do, and it's a great sport to watch. So I watched a lot, and I thought the same thing. Like, damn, they celebrate and hug each other after every point. Or even when the team don't get the point. When they fuck up, they still go. And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, my God. Dude, in between each play, they do it. Yeah. It was still exciting though, Jared, to watch, wasn't it? What did you watch? Uh, the women's beach volleyball got kind of boring. The the, the full the court, beach volleyball the could court, get there. The hardcourt it is gets there because because like every point, like if you're able to set yourself up, you if you're good enough, you can hit it somewhere where they're not going to be. But they're not going to be. It ain't even got to be a hard spike. And or it's, anything. Yeah. it's just anywhere. It's it's they, fun to play. It's a challenge mm -hmm. to play. I've played some beach volleyball. Mm -hmm. uh, Todd and I have played some two on two versus people who like play at the the sand courts over at Cal back in the day when I was still back in my prime somewhat. And, you know, saying like we were able to hang, but we still got whooped because people, they just knew how to hit it where we weren't going to yeah, be. Yeah, where you weren't going to be. That's the and like as, as athletic as you can be, as quick as you can be, like you could make up some ground, but there's just like there's enough court where you can't always get to it. And yeah. so that's what women's beach volleyball, you have to you have to hope for an unforced air if they're hitting it on your side or yeah. you got to just be like that much better at blocking and, and get lucky occasionally. <laughs> yeah, but they.
indoor volleyball is tight because you got the different positions, indoor, yeah. You got yeah, the different you got, rules, back line. It takes can't... you got more of the coverage, mm-hmm. you got more of the court coverage, so you gotta really hit into a spot or you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is it is it's more. a lot you more got, strategic. You got multiple people, you got multiple people that they could be setting it to, yeah. they're throwing the fakes out there. It's just more going on and it's it it, it is faster. So I I I, I enjoy the indoor. Your Libro form. can't your Libro can't overhead uh set. See, a lot of people think the Libro's a setter because they're wearing a different color. They're not a setter, they're actually not allowed to overhead set. They could bump, they can't they can overhead set as long as they're behind the uh the backcourt line. They can't overhead mm-hmm. set in front. So your Libro is your best defender. And it's funny because you'll see the difference in ones like teams that had really good Libros like USA and Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic wasn't one of the better teams, but they they finished well because they had one that probably one of the best Libros in the world. But Jared's right that it is comes off a little weird with all the all the hugging and all that. That was that was kind of that yeah, was kind of weird. Yeah, every point is. Uh, I think our last show we recorded, I was watching it. I was talking mm-hmm. about number 14 that Aaron was falling. Yes, in love you with. were. <laughs> they, they Man, was... out, of all, out of everybody on the team, that's the one person. <laughs> out of the she, whole team, Pedro, that is the she one. She was balling, though. She was. That's a, what's her name? She has two last names, too. Bart something. Hackley. Bartel, Hack, Barclay Hackley. Oh, something like that. Spike. Number 14. <laughs> she, yeah, she got up. She plays better on the back line, but she's not good at sometimes. Sometimes they kept serving to her. She was the weak link on the serve. Yeah. <clears throat> when the other That's team funny. served. When we was watching this, she was, she had all the points. She was balling. I, I, she was. I remember that game. <laughs> she was flying. Well, hopefully they fix the goddamn celebration thing and the little <laughs> little little community, you know. I think it's just in the culture of the sport because the men's do that too. It's just in the culture of they the sport. They need to get it out of the sport. They can do it every once in a while. Like, just like just make it quicker. Like high five. Like I watched the the some of the beach volleyball and they would like they would come up to each other, like like shake hands and they would hug each other and then they like blow a kiss to each other. And then I'd be like, What the fuck is that all about? I'm like, Are y'all like like what is that doing? And I'm like, all right, maybe it's just resetting. <laughs> It's a psychology thing. I get it. It is what it is. But it was just it's it's a little weird to me. And it could make the game a little faster. You know what I'm saying? Because those games, especially the beach volleyball, be going a little slow sometimes. I'm like come the beach on, volleyball is definitely it. slower. To, uh... It's moving. Let's go. You don't need to meet and be like you're added. Like the <laughs> amount of time that a, a single play takes is a lot of times the same amount of time it takes y'all to do your little your little congregation where y'all sitting there hugging and, and, and blowing each other kisses. I know you don't like it, but you need to stop shucking and jiving. We got a problem. Men's handball. What the fuck? It's like the 40 and over Olympic sport. I see some old motherfuckers with gray hair that definitely was not fit. Or they no hair. Or, they were not fit. They were not. They were old men fit. Handball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were old men fit where they look like they, you know, they can't do all the cardio because they, they'll lose all their energy for work. So they got to do a lot of lifting and a little bit of cardio. Some of you're right. I'm like, is there do only certain ages play this game? And I can see why. I'll be honest. I remember when they first year they introduced this Olympic sport, it was the one in Beijing, right? And I remember, remember Jason came back and taught the kids that at the school. And he was super into it. And I didn't get to watch that Olympics. I remember mm. I, I was working that whole summer. So I didn't really watch much of that Olympics. So I was watching it this year, though. And i be honest, I didn't think it was that exciting. One reason, like mm. you said, everybody's old <coughs> shit planet. I mean, some people are a little more wiry than others and maybe a little more in shape. But it didn't seem like, I'm like, these are not the best athletes or the most skillful people out here. It's like watching those, when you, you know, today I passed by a park and I saw a bunch of like, 
guys that look like they're computer engineers playing basketball, like two on two together. And like, they weren't really playing defense because they don't know how. And so a guy shot a six footer right open straight away from the basket and airballed it to the right. That's what handball looks like. Those are the guys that are playing handball too. <laughs> yeah. And, and my other thing is like, they look like the retired volleyball players who can jump. They got to jump because you can't shoot. You can't, you can't have your feet inside the, inside the, the restricted zone or the crease. It looks like if they had it to where you had to dribble the ball to freely move instead of just throwing it and then instead running just, around yeah. and dribbling every fifth step or whatever bullshit yeah. it is. I'm like, just make it a dribbling game. Make it more interesting where you can actually like cross people over where you can yeah. do like a little something instead of just being like, I'm just going to run at you like this and then try and <laughs> jump up. And then, and then they call some bullshit ass fouls when dudes are like jumping and flailing. They're out yeah. of control, jumping into the crease, <laughs> trying to throw it. And they're like, foul. He gets a free shot on the goalie. One yeah, I'm like, and that free shot's that. right in front of the goalie. I'm like, good Lord. I thought and soccer had a bad free shot. There was literally a goalie who I think was on the Italian team. I was like, this motherfucker is the worst athlete on the team. And they just put him there because he got long arms. They're like, bro, just, just, just flail hopelessly and maybe you'll stop some balls from going in. Because he wasn't stopping shit on the free shots or anything. Like, I was just like, they're not, not scoring. Every time they get the ball, they're like, Hey man, we just throw that. This nigga ain't coordinated. He gonna miss it. So it's gonna go on that goal. So they weren't even. They were. So they were doing like some. So most teams are trying to like move it around and get that wide open spot on the net. They were just throwing it at him. You said they were just throwing that shit, and he's like, ah, ah. He just kept doing this. It, just, it wasn't like one so of them, uh, is there a rule that you gotta be over a certain age? Look, if you're saying they're retired volleyball players here, I'm saying they're retired high school volleyball players from the teams that used to get beat up on. They do not look coordinated. Volleyball players are coordinated. Those dudes did not look coordinated, dude. The, the tightest thing is when someone would jump and they just flick the ball down at the ground with spin so it bounce yeah. and then shoot a certain one. That was like the coolest I, part because they, they always had dudes in the corner. I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna do? For yeah, the corner? why would that do? And they always go straight to that corner and i'm like and they jump from from the corner and they just don't they they gotta put some crazy ass spin on it i'm like if you're a goalkeeper just yeah Yeah. it don't work very often that sport needs a lot of rule changes the defense could just pack in and play that zone make a one-point shot and a two-point shot make it you shoot from further back let people get inside closer too like make the crease a little bit closer to the goalie let the goalie be able to like actually like if you don't have the ball like check you or something like that or like not they can't like clothesline you but, not, they can not, bump but you. just bump you a little bit yeah. yeah yeah like if you don't have the ball and you're in the <clears> if you're in like the secondary restricted area you can get shoved a little bit but then have people yeah. on the perimeter so you got like levels everyone's just standing everyone's just standing cluster and perimeter. you're just and shot I'm like, I'm like it's hard it, to get a shot yeah it doesn't make it sense been, there's no fast breaks I'm no like, this could have this sport could be so much more like fast paced so much more engaging and interesting they need to make it so change some of these can't play. you know how i've never seen it, it. I hate the NBA illegal defense now, right? They need to make mm-hmm. it so force you to play one-on-one where you, like, you can't zip back in a zone. May, if they do a zone, it has to be like some restrictor lanes where you can't pack it in. They don't make mm-hmm. sense. A dude from Italy won the men's 100 meter, but the nigga's name was Lamont Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great introduction. That was a great introduction, Jared. Uh, there was a lot of that. Did you see the dude from Poland on the three-on-three three basketball? Mm-mm. The dude named like you told me about Sims, it, Sims or something. He was a straight brother with, with brains, Jared. He wasn't. There was no African in him. There was no. There was no African immigrant European in him. There was none of that. He was with straight brains, right? And I'm like, dude, he is a ringer. And the sad part, he was playing against the. 
was it the Thailand team? I forgot what I told you. It's one of the Southeast Asia teams that had another brother on the team. Straight, they were the tallest people on the court, dude. They had, man, they had nothing mixing them. Nothing mixing them. Nothing, dude. It made me sad, yeah. Jared. I wish my mom had a little bit of Thai or something Southeast Asian in me. I'll get me another citizenship and be on one of these three-on-three teams or something. <laughs> or, or like your boy Jacobs. You know what? He's another sign of that track being fast. So do you know, before this race, his fastest time was like 10 something. His fastest time would have finished like, his fastest time was barely, oh, there it is right there. Are you watching the, is this the Polish one? Look at the brother Gardner. Look at the brother Gardner, dude. Oh, that's USA Netherlands. Okay, Netherlands got brothers. Netherlands got brothers. This, this, they got, they got brothers. You know what? I think I would be good at playing this. I always dominated in three on three. I'm going to agree with you. I think you would have been. I think you really would have been. You were good at three on three. You played that well. Did he just, just travel? Did he and just they travel. Yeah. Oh, Look at that brother shoot the rock. Poland no, versus Czech jumper. Republic. I can see that's a, that's a New York jumper. <laughs> that's a New York jumper. <laughs> that's a Paul away. He might oh, be from man. Inglewood, Jared. He might be from <laughs> Inglewood. Can I say this for a bad real quick? NBC did not tell you the rules of sports. I watched the first game of this, the first televised one. That's the one they should be shooting you the rules, right? I know no rules. I don't know what the numbers are on the side, the number in the game. I don't know. No- and watch, after the ball go in the basket, these fools are still playing D. Watch this. Well, they, yeah, they, they just grab it and restart right there. Because you can, I guess it's losers. Uh, for yeah, lack it's like of grab a and term. restart. You just grab and restart. Once grab and restart. That's- so all you got to do is clear it. So fools are still, just tell <laughs> me that. Tell me some rules. Yeah. Jerry, I watched the first game from the beginning of the game. They said no goddamn rules. You we used to good. play three on three and fair cold lunch breaks because we played with a couple of college players and I beat them all. <laughs> because, don't forget, because three on three is really backyard basketball. Yeah, it's backyard that's basketball. What, that's all we played at. My house, we'll play at that house. Remember, it was just like, who house we going to play on? Shoot three on me. three is backyard basketball. It was me. Uh, shout out sponsorship, Barry Seabury. He's also a truck driver right now. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, Aaron. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, probably, it was you, Eric Trump. Seabury, and this dude that played for Poland named Sims playing at Fetco, exactly. right? <laughs> playing at Fetco. We beat a couple of fools up there at um at up there in the hills. There was a couple of athletes. <laughs> and every time we would go up there, we would win. You probably did. Probably because you had Sims on the team, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, back to just uh, Lamont Jacobs real quick. The nigga was born in Texas, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, by the way, he's also an Italian cop, by the way, if y'all didn't know. He's an Italian cop, so he's going to chase you down. He's going (laughs) to chase down most people in Italy. But um, I just thought it was funny. I was like, that dude looked like he's a brother. Because I thought maybe he's just a tan Italian dude, bald-headed. And I was like, no, that's a brother. And they're like, Marcel Jacobs. His full name is Lamont Marcel Jacobs. Like, oh, that's a nigga. (laughs) Oh, that's a nigga. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we end the show on. It's where each person gets the floor to rant, complain, or just talk about something that is frustrating them. They can also talk about something positive if they want to get some positive. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's it's, it's time. We're burning now. God, if you listen, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. Aaron, do you have a Cuddy Corner shout out? 
my kind of crunch hat goes out to uh, McDonald's, not the people who particularly eat it, but the people who are in charge of their marketing and planning of McDonald's. Uh, you guys are, are, you know, this is worse than the cigarettes during the 70s and 60s and 80s when they were targeting the Black people. I feel like there needs to be commercials about the McDonald's targeting, not just Black people, but people of color, right? With their bullshit meals. They keep coming out with these meals and they're using the fact of celebrity. We, you know, it's funny that this came up earlier, Pedro, you and Pedro were talking about celebrity being used now more than ever, right? I mean, there's always mm-hmm. been celebrities moving ass since O.J. Simpson ran through the airport and didn't get arrested, right? There's always been that. <laughs> there's always been that. But this is like, we're now getting to the point where it's almost getting kind of like, I feel like this is like being able to use John Wayne to sell cigarettes or Sammy Davis to sell cigarettes, right? They came at the Travis Scott meal, right? They had the after that. Jay Balvin. Like, okay. At the Jay Blavin, we just hit the Latin market. Now we got these young Latin people wanting to try this Jay Blavin for shit. We already sell. We already sell. The only thing we're different is, guess what? Before you could only get a barbecue sauce when you order nuggets. You know, used to go in there. I dare you to go in there and buy a cheeseburger and say, Can I get a barbecue sauce to go with it? No, you can't get no barbecue sauce. You didn't order no nuggets. But guess what? When you order Travis Scott meal, he likes barbecue sauce with his fries. You're going to get barbecue sauce. When you order the Jay Blavin meal, you're going to get whatever it was. He was. And then after that, they did the b2k is that what, is that what it is or b2k the black dudes what's what's the the, the korean BTS? Uh, boy band BTS. bts they had the next meal they just came out with the how do you say her name salt salt sweet tea what, no. what's her name how do you say her name? Seaweed. Sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. I mean, you know what? Her name itself could have been my cutty corner shout out, but she's <laughs> luckily I got to worry about McDonald's. She came, they came out with her meal, Big Mac with nuggets and a special salty, sw- sweet tea, sweet and sour, and tangy barbecue sauce. It's, it's a Big Mac, nuggets, fries, and a drink. It's her meal. Yeah, Did they come out with the, the, the Joe Petto meal. Can a nigga borrow a French fry? You should be able when you order her meal, you're getting too much food. It's a stink hole sauce she got. <laughs> it's an old naps. Old naps? No, no, that's backwards. That's backwards. That's stank hole. <laughs> Jared, you got to get that sound bite. And so that's my thing. She came out the meal. I don't see them pushing this for upper class white people. If they do probably push one for white people, it's going to be trying to hit the poor class. It's going to be a mama June meal right the next one they probably gonna have a meth addict coming out somebody that that like that girl that used to be on the that 70s show that was his sister that was no longer on it because she's got she became a meth addict probably gonna be someone like that to sell the meth addict they ain't selling the middle class upper middle class white people they ain't selling to them i don't see uh anna paquin or 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 uh what's that one girl that's annoying christian johnson the one that's married to Dak shepherd whatever uh, her name bell. Kristen bell i don't see her pushing none of this why because she's too busy not showering no, ain't beautiful. Stanky, stanky one, Jared. <laughs> Come out not showering, man. What kind? Of, you know, I'm sorry. As black people, we can't afford to not shower. I shower at least twice a day because I'm worried that you know we can't afford to be the stinky one. She can. Her and uh, uh Ashton Kusher. But when they stink, they smell like beautiful white milk. When they stink, oh, they beautiful. stink. Beautiful. When they, they stink, like they toasted stink. almonds. Don't let nobody fool you. Stank is stank. Stank is stank. They, they smell like lavender and roasted coconut. <laughs> you got some shit. <laughs> hey, and so, hey, yeah, Eric, there's this. Hey, 
uh-huh. it can't be it can't be much worse than this which was like 50 12 years ago jumping found you creeping oh girl i know your secret you're dipping on me got that mcnuggets love you went to mcdonald's it just ain't fair Why i ain't never seen this shit before i forgot about this <laughs> somebody oh, did they ask what man come on juicy mcnuggets wait, wait for that. i forgot about this you got a little sister i remember that that's ridiculous that was ridiculous he it had a mix of like five popular R B C songs at that time, R B songs at that time. It was yeah. trapped in a closet in the beginning. Or down low. Uh-huh. One of Neo's songs. One of Neo's songs. And they ended with uh, Usher. Yeah, that no, was it was it, it was a lot of let everything in there. That was ridiculous. Oh girl, I know your secret. You went to McDonald's. It just ain't fair. Why can't you share your love with me? Nice song, but you're still not getting any of my crispy, juicy McNuggets. Girl, you got a 10 piece, please don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm talking about right now, man. Wow. Pedro. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? <laughs> so I do, and this is heartbreaking. This is a heartbreaking uh, shout out, Cutty Corner shout out. So I talked to a friend this week and um, I, you know, I've been known to hook people up as Aaron knows. So I'm not, I've known to hook people up. Um, he hooked me up with his wife back in the day. Come on. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've been a part of um many people's beginning relationships and everything um are trying to make people into you know have a union or whatever with each other i think it's beautiful uh but a friend called me and said some things that his um you know they have how long they've been married i guess it's been like two years we won't say any names but he called me and said there was having some problems and and they're successful. They're, they're, they're a couple. Of, and me and Aaron personally talked about this a while ago, where we were talking about marriage and people having kids, you know, successful kids, and or both people being successful. But that doesn't, obviously, that doesn't account for love and uh, union, togetherness, uh, spiciness, whatever it is in marriage that, you, that keeps a marriage alive. I don't know what we need to do, but... I'm at the point where um, unless you can find you your soulmate, your best friend, and I'm gonna say this to all you, I'm gonna say this to a lot of young people. Please be careful as we watch PJ Washington get fooled, as we watch uh, all these other thoughts out here on the internet. And I'm talking about the man too, not just women. It is men clout chasing too, just doing stupid shit doing nasty stuff. Right now, I do not believe, I'm starting to lose my, my faith in marriages. Look, if you've been married once, don't get married again. It's not for you. 
I, I, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that to the grave with me. If you've been married once, do not get married again. Marriage is completely not for you. You are not going to find somebody like your funky ass. Don't even, don't even try to get married a second time. It's, 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 it's getting to the point where I've watched, I'm starting to watch people that have been married a second, said they found love, whatever, whatever, whatnot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And some dudes, and I'm not going to say no names, like, yeah, man, I, shit, I got this young girl. I've been, I've been knocking out. Yeah, yeah, married on a third marriage, or you got people talking about, um, you got these females scheming, like, shoot, I just need somebody to take care of me. Uh, shoot, he, he ain't really shit to me. If you know, I, I need, if I gotta, I gotta have sex, I go get it somewhere else. You got that. Then you have the people that's like, that think every day is supposed to be a honeymoon. I, no, you have to work. Somebody has to sustain the family. Um, I see relationships breaking apart just to sustain your lifestyle. You're not really gonna be happy um, trying to go into marriage uh, just for support, whether it's financial, emotional. You need to fix yourself before you get married. That's what I said, you find you're a soulmate. I actually didn't take, I didn't even say that. That was, I have to give it credit to Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose said uh, one of his, one of the shows when he was talking about, uh, um, how Vanessa Bryant stuck by Kobe Bryant after all this, you know, all the stuff they went through and then losing them, um, unfortunately, and showing how much he had his back. If you can't have each other's back, like Vanessa Bryant had Kobe Bryant's back, don't if you going in there and you can't love that man, that woman, that much to death, don't go in and half ass in a marriage. Don't go half, don't go half ass. You got to love that person to death and they have to return it. Do not bond with people that you can't completely love their soul. So this was my um, cutting quarter shout out goes to uh, basically fake marriages. Um, love somebody first, then get married. Be patient. My cutting corner shout out goes out to the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. Them and their Romanian Liam Neeson-looking-ass head coach out here playing like a damn Central Valley U12, uh, U14 boys soccer club. Oh, here, make it play. Like, man, I think they might say this is a good play, so I'm going to kick it out of bounds. Kick it out of bounds. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, I see somebody up at the bottom, so I'm just going to kick the ball down the field. The U.S. Women's National Team was so disappointing because they are a beacon of are, you know, future advancements, which nothing to hold them against that. They're, it's important that some of the causes they're taking up. But you also were taking that up and being the vocal leaders because you also were the pinnacle of the sport. You are no longer the pinnacle of the sport based upon what I saw in this Olympics play. There was no ball control. They weren't, you know, being strong on the ball. There was no movement off the ball unless there was somebody 30 yards down the field and they was trying to just kick the ball over the top and hoping to bounce a certain way and somebody was able to grab the ball. I was like, this is, this is terrible soccer. This is literally teenage soccer being played at the highest level. And y'all are supposed to be the beacon of the sport. Had, had the fake Bulgarian Liam Neeson coaching. Uh, and he was, he was coaching him about as well as he coached his daughter and taken not to get kidnapped. Like, it wasn't working. The bitch got kidnapped, right? A couple of times. The only tight thing I saw him do was maybe one volley. Like, if the ball ever hit the ground and it was a bounce, 
There was no trapping the ball and controlling it. It was a volley. It's like, hey, the ball's in the air. It might bounce one time. I'm going to volley it. You know, hey, the ball's coming to my feet. I'm going to try and volley this. They didn't never trap the goddamn ball. Whatever happened to trapping the ball and dribbling with it? Whatever happened to trapping the ball and beating somebody off the dribble with it? It never happened. Didn't see it. Not at all. Not to mention, they ain't got no sisters on the team this year. They got a couple beautiful Megan Marker-looking women on the team. <laughs> and they got uh, one black girl playing defense who seemed to be the only one that had some juice. You know what I'm saying? You got a bunch of older women, which I understand. Give them one, one, one last try to play. But, like, they got to be coming off the bench or something. They can't be starting and doing nothing. Not like you would think they're older. They would have more chemistry. They would know how to play off each other. They would be able to be more poised on the ball. Wrong. None of that was happening. None of that was happening. And the only time they actually looked tight was when they were playing for third place. Okay, <laughs> so let me just tell you something. U.S. men's or women's national team, I need y'all to step the game up. I need you and the, and, and, and the Slavic uh, Liam Neeson-looking dude to come up with a better strategy and some better practicing that y'all can do that's going to allow y'all to actually, like, be good. That's going to allow y'all to actually, like, win the games you should be winning against tough talent. Because if this is the trajectory y'all are on, y'all are going to be basically the U.S. men's national team in about four to six years. All right. Well, that is our show. That is our show. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for tapping in with us. Uh, any final words you guys have? Uh, just, just make sure you keep your week uh, and your, your days full of love, peace, tolerance to others. And, and, you know, Jesus, if you're in the South, if you're in the South, Jesus, if you're in the uh, West, in one of the major metropolitans, uh, tolerate all. If you're out there in Afghanistan right now, uh, prayers are with you. Hey, yeah, I want to give out. a shout out to Hades again what they're going through. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Oakland native uh, zombie of Zion Eye who passed away this week. Yeah. Um, uh, one of my favorites, one of the, my favorite Oakland songs is with your girl Guap, uh, Guapley and um, him. <laughs> That'll make so. it good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, man. That's, that was sad to hear. Flo, um, you don't you don't know you don't know the song. That's a that's a that's an Oakland anthem. No, I don't know. Flo, it's F L O. No, nope. that's a dope, dope, dope ass song by Zion. Yeah, shout out to shout out R I P. Um, I'm not gonna say come on our show because no. that would just be too soon. But anyways, uh, well yeah, thank you for listening to our show and. Uh, Stay blessed, stay healthy, and we will leave you with this. Straightforward puncher, man, I got to get through to you. Mix what I do with Zion Eye Special, and you knew it too. Time for your mind, expansion, and we on the grind. Answering the question to where the hell am I going to find bliss? My soul's music is timeless. Keep it close to your heart, it's art at its finest. A pint is not enough liquid courage to go around. So when I draw from this universe, I put it into the sound. Would have been lost but found myself in the process of getting up over and over and dealing with God's test. You're best to believe my quest to relieve pain it still remains but frame by frame we make the sickest scene the most equipped of teams tower with tall torches only the weak-hearted wilt like cowards with no voices of course the choice is yours pick the lock to open doors get the crop to go for more because it's pure and wherever the wind blows me and my trusty pen go and at the drop of a 10 cent coin i let these men know get past the windows the walls and the fences let down your guards and come to your senses let it flow
starting to see it on like these people that are married. I'm like, why are y'all married posting these memes about relationships or looking for like help from somebody? I think your husband or your wife is supposed to be the person that's your backbone. You shouldn't be on the internet looking for answers. If, you, if you're not sharing your problems between a counselor and just between your family and just the, the union of partnership, if you go onto the internet and put up memes and put up pictures and you cry, I seen a picture of one of my friends, she was crying. I'm like, why are you putting this on the internet? This ain't for us. This yeah, you is need, not for us. You need to tell You're her a married woman. The you internet need, is, you need to yeah. tell her in, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is not a diary. No. It's not a diary. No. It's not a They're place for your thoughts person. and personal thoughts. Go think about it out. Write it out in a diary if you need yeah. to. Write it yes. out. Do what you need to do. Listen to a Keith Sweat album. Listen to a Babyface album. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do to work on your thing. Stop yeah. going to Facebook, Twitter like it's a diary. It is not. Yeah, I just seen this. Uh, I'm looking at some of my friends been married for a long time. And I'm like, you know, this is how you this is how you get vulnerable. This is how you start making things worse. You need to fix within, not not on the internet. This is not a thing that you do on the internet. I know a lot of people be out to get me because I'm very vulnerable, man. Especially a seven year trial. Yeah, you mess mess around with me. I might, I might see, I might slide in your DMs and be like, Hey, baby, what can I do to comfort you? Got this regular sex over here. Your husband been strange? <laughs> uh, Pedro got come over there singing. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. you damn right. Keep it up. Don't come to me with it either. Y'all, y'all getting too y'all people getting too comfortable. I'm like, hey, y'all need hey, Aaron, hey, Aaron, hey. no, Aaron, no, I told somebody, hey, y'all need y'all need to get some help. Y'all been together this long, y'all need to go get some help. There's nothing. Don't don't come to me because any of them in know, the DMs Pedro telling you I got my COVID shot though. Exactly. I, my I got COVID my vaccine shot. passport and I got my COVID shot. Pedro to surprise Arizona. Surprise. <laughs> surprise Arizona. Surprise. What's, what's, the, what's the three words? What's the, what's the three syllable uh, uh, town out here? I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> it ain't none. Huh? They all either two or one in Arizona. They Queen two or one because it's too hot to make it to three. Exactly. It's too hot exactly. to say a third one. Yeah. Say Coolidge. Tucson. Scottsdale. But bring them over. Bring all of them over. Wagstaff gave thing of nowhere. Ain't no three. Oh, here we go to Sedona. No, wait, that's two. That's two, dude. Uh, yeah, Sedona. Sedona. Oh, three. This three Sedona. Oh, Sedona. Come back to me, Sedona. You know they ain't going Sedona. <laughs> you must be preaching the pumpkin spice season to get your soul to go to Sedona. Exactly. Taking tests and stuff. Learning how to say nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, dude. Oh, yeah.